0: Welcome back to the Women in Rome podcast. I'm Lily, and today we will be talking about love, marriage, and divorce In Rome, divorce, marriage, and love all played a big part in their society, much like ours today. Marital status and duties determined how society saw a woman and how she saw herself. Society saw it essential for children to be legitimate in the eyes of the law and society. Like today, some marriages happened because of pregnancy. Those were some facts, but marriage in Rome... In the upper class could be unloving love in our society love is used to describe the connection between two people that often becomes a marriage or a union. but in rome that was not the case at least not in the upper classes love played a part in marriage but not to the extent it does today love was not seen as essential to a good marriage qualities such as loyalty obedience and sexual f- fidelity were the reason for the uncertainty about love was the lack of evidence And marriages were often arranged in the upper class. The literary text that survived was written by upper class, the lowest population of Romans. So it is difficult to know how most commoners felt about the marriage and love. In upper class, most marriages were not based on love. They were arranged by parents for political, social, and business reasons. If a young woman's parents arranged a marriage, she had no say in the matter. She was married. Marrying a man was with the goal of of forming a political alliance, or social status. Even though romantic marriage was not the norm, society came to think, think that and respect, and respect and caring were more important to a successful marriage. When love was the foundation of the relationship, it was no less profound than those of couples today. For lower-class women, it was more based on love. Fewer arranged marriages happened for the lower-class women. Sarah Pomeroy says, A principal motive for marriage among the lower classes was likely to be affection. Marriage had very different aspects in Rome. Men were usually to marry in their mid-twenties while women married when they were still in their early teens. There were specific laws governing marriage. A proper Roman marriage not happen unless a bride and a groom were Roman citizens or had been granted special permission. Citizens were not allowed to marry prostitutes or actresses, and provincial officials were not allowed to marry the local women. Soldiers were only allowed to marry in circumstances. Various types of marriage were used in Rome. For the upper class, the earliest form of marital union was confariato. In confariato, the bride passed from her, hus- from her father's home and his authority and moved into the new house and her husband's authority, which was known as manus. She came under his protection and control in almost the same way as his children. Divorce was not an option because it required the presence of Rome's chief priest, only afforded by the upper class, making it sacred. Marriage between upper and lower class, which, which had been forbidden in the early days, became more common and normal as time passed. a noob day started being used, and it was the more regular form of marriage from a modern standpoint. In just a noob day, consent was required by both parties, and the bride had to be at least 12 and the groom at least 14. Marriage with a relative was forbidden, and marriage between Roman citizens and foreigners was legal. Lower-class Romans had their own type of marriage. The early commoners, plebes, got married even though they were not considered full citizens. Because they were not full citizens, the state did not recognize their union. There are two possible union types. One was unis. Con- this consisted of man and woman living together, which did not involve madness. The other was conimptio, a th- a fictitious sale or freeing where the father transferred his daughter and all her rights to her new husband, which was an example of manis. Contipio became rare as just a nuke became more common. Roman divorce was as simple as marriage. Just as marriage was only a declaration of an intent to live together, especially among the lower class, divorce was just a declaration of a couple's intent not to live together. If there were children from this, divorce, from this marriage that be eventually became a divorce, the father actually usually had custody rather than in our society where the mother usually does. Because marriages could be ended so easily, divorce was common, particularly in the upper classes. In the early Rome, this was not common and it was considered scandalous. When she divorced, a wife could expect to receive her dowry back in full. If she had been independent before her wedding, she would regain her independence upon divorce. Thank you for tuning in to the Women in Rome podcast series. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a good day.